Rachel watches Star Trek. Bonus content. Everybody and welcome to the bonus content for the month of December. This year, since 2020 has been a rough one for everybody, we're going to make our bonus content available, and this is going to be an extra long episode because we are doing a live role-playing game, Star Trek themed, and Rachel is going to be the captain, so I'm going to send you guys right on over to the group. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this. I um, have no awareness of what's going to happen. Exciting. This is going to be a role-playing game set in the original series, but we're using a system called... Boldly Go. Boldly Go, yeah. which is a new role-playing game that just was funded on Kickstarter, and we have the creator of the game with us running the game. Hi, I'm Jeff. I'm that guy that you talked about. <laughs> Boldly Go normally has its own copyright infringement-free setting, but... Um, yes. Just for the theme of the podcast, we're going to be running it in the Trek universe today. So this is going to be set, I think, in the original series. Yes. You know, if you squint, we'll play it by ear. <laughs> and we're also joined by... Marty Jobson. So I'm a chum of Chris's and also of Jeff. I, I've known Jeff since... I've known you longer than my wife, Jeff. Whoa. Oh, that's, that's true and that's... scary. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> Well, this game, uh, Rachel is going to be the captain. What's the name of your captain, Rachel? Ray Sexton Jr. <laughs> oh, my. I really sassed that up, didn't I? You sure did. I'm playing Vistabo Acadian, not unlike Maris, but I'm going to play the, the male version of it, and I'll keep my purring sound effects down to a minimum. <laughs> Can I imagine you in a cravat throughout? Yes. Kitty cravat. <laughs> Is that a, 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 a kind of a, a, a yeah. issue? Yeah. Starfleet issue. <laughs> and that's yeah, all he wears. Issue. Yeah. Uh, and I am playing, who am I playing? I'm playing Janine Tarian, who is a lieutenant of the security variety. Uh, yes, I have a red shirt on. Vistabo is also wearing a red shirt, but it's for engineering. So is your captain, I guess, would be wearing... I'll say mustard. Gold. It is gold. Slash green. But in the original series, remember... Hmm? Women weren't allowed to be captains. Not in this universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a mini skirt on? Or would you be wearing trousers and a and a tunic? Gosh. Well, I like a boiler suit. I think I'll have a jaunty belt with a all in one. You could you could have a green uh wrap over top. Oh my god. Oh yeah. that looked great on me. I was yeah. actually going to ask if you were going to go with the, the classic velour or with the wrap around. Wrap around. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Yes. But can a security guard have that a mini skirt job? I mean, you know, with all that heart kicking and, and stuff. Well, well, they, shorts they have little shorts underneath. Because of her, you can see her little shorts all the time. That thing's so darn oh, okay. short. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> right, that's, so that's what I've got. Now we've got the essentials ironed out. And our ship's called <laughs> the USS Sparkle and Shine. <laughs> <laughs> this is now canon. <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay, I think we're all set up. Jeff, take us away. So a, a couple of quick things before we start. Mustabo and Janine, both of you start with a drama point. Mm, okay. Captain Sexton, you start with five drama yes. points. Yes. This thing that I sent you earlier is the drama points table. The one in red is how you gain drama points. 
and the part in blue is how you can spend drama points. In the game, if we were playing a campaign, anytime you spend a drama point, it becomes a promotion point, and okay. that's what you use to improve your character. But since this is a one-shot, don't worry about it. Yeah. The basic mechanic is that you will want to spend drama points to improve your roles, and you will get drama points by being wounded, by failing roles, and anytime any of your negative or any of your traits come into play. Okay. So the old classic is that McCoy wants to save everybody and Spock is logical. So if Spock is logically telling McCoy he can't save everybody and McCoy's like, no, damn it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> they would both get a drama point because their traits were triggered. Got it. I like that. So that's, that's pretty much how that works. Major way we do things here is anytime you wish to accomplish something, you describe what you're doing then you roll dice. You get one die for free automatically. And no matter how, mm -hmm poor your odds of success you always get one die hmm. then you get one die for every trait that you can apply to the situation once you have built your dice pool you roll and you count up the successes successes are fives or sixes in the event that most challenges require an average success of two if you fail you get a drama point for ray ray has a couple of special powers because he she she she, she. ray with an a yeah Ray with an E. Okay. She has a couple of powers. One of the things that she can do is call a conference. Oh, meetings. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, when you call a conference, everybody who goes into the conference gets a drama point. Ooh. You talk about the problem. All right. Very um, Picard. Anytime you order someone to do something, they get plus one to their dice pool because they want to impress you or because they're terrified of you, depending on your captaining style. Sure. Uh -huh. Also, you may, if you need to, spend drama points of your own to give to other players to improve their roles, but they can't. Okay. That's a captain-only thing. They can't do that. Mm. The other major ways to get additional dice to your pool is if you pool your resources, like if two of you are working together on something, all of your traits, even the ones that are the same, will build a giant dice pool. The other one is Technobabble. You say, I'm going to rehydrolize the <laughs> anodyne engines and use the atomic vector plotter, and then you get an extra die. <laughs> and if it's scientifically plausible, and by this I mean plausible enough for me, uh -huh. an English major, sure. um, then you get two dice. <laughs> That's basically it. So we open on the bridge of the USS Sparkle and Shine. Uh, for some reason, you're all on the bridge because that's where everybody is, even if they have other departments. Yep. It is a star date 4742.1, and you have just received a communication from Starfleet. Put it through. Hey, Captain. The screen flashes into light, and you see someone wearing the velour tunic of an admiral. At least it's not a Commodore. And he says, uh, you are the closest ship in range, and I was wondering if you could help us out. Commodore Rhonda Ingram of Starbase 5 has gone missing from her post. An old university friend of mine. That's another reason why I contacted you. Mm -hmm. I thought that you might have some insight as to Rhonda's psychological makeup and why she would have been in her post, or if this is some sort of hostage situation. I am sending you the coordinates for Starbase 5 now. Sexton out. Warp 7 to the prepared coordinates. Hi, sir. Warp 7 locked. Engage. So, some unspecified amount of time later, you arrive in orbit 
around Starbase 5. You are in communication with the docking bay over there, and they, of course, accept your transponder key or whatever that identifies you, and they say, yes, yes, please feel free to beam over anytime. We're we're very concerned about the missing Commodore. Do you think it would be wise if uh, security checked out the area first? Very good. Let's make that happen. Perhaps I should go with just to make sure things are hunky-dory. <laughs> In that case, maybe we should all go. Three to beam. Uh, you go to the transporter room and transport on over to the transporter room on Starbase 5. And you appear. And there is an earnest-looking um, lieutenant in red who comes up to you and says, uh, Good afternoon, Captain Sexton. Good afternoon. I'm Lieutenant Memes. I will be your liaison on board the, the space station. Uh, please let me know if you need anything. I guess we could start with the um, commander's office, if you like. Yes, update me as we walk. He does. He says, well, Captain, uh, everything was proceeding as normal. We've had quite a few visiting Starfleet crews as well as some um, uh, trading vessels docked here briefly over the past few weeks. Everything seemed to be going just fine. This morning, when we uh, when we woke up for our duty hours, no one could find the Commodore anywhere. Hmm. And her personal shuttle is still here. So we're not sure what happened. If she's hiding somewhere inside of the space station, or if she's been abducted, or if she's AWOL, but that does not sound like her at all. We're at a loss, so that's why we called you in. Get your senses going, and get out there. Excellent idea. We, we're assuming we make it to this you go to Ingram's quarters because yes. that's presumably the last place she was seen he thinks so yes he says like if you know I could take you to the office of the quarters if you'd like to start at the her quarters I can take you there of course captain very and good he types in a little code on the door and whoosh, and you go inside so everything seems to be in good shape everything's put away there's no the room hasn't been tossed or anything it looks ordinary I'm going to scan the uh, scan the space. That might be more engineery type, but I've got. I'm going to take up. You you do the scan, and I will do I will do a, a fingertip search. Very uh, good. Vistabo will will pull out his tricorder and begin uh, you know fiddling with it and looking around the room. Okay, start Sorry. with um, Janine. Uh, yes. What are you looking for exactly, and what traits do you want to contribute to this? Uh, role? I am looking for any possible. Uh, indication of breaches of security in this space. I'm convinced that because I'm a cocky type, that this <laughs> is going to work easily, and I will find <laughs> Very what it is. And because I'm desperate to impress Captain Sexton uh, uh, and rise up the ranks. So there you go. That's what I'm going to do. So I reckon that's I get one dice for free, one dice for security trait. One for being cocky. Can I add in another for being parental? That's why he wants to impress me. Janine gets another die just as a bonus because you're standing there. But if you want to like hover over Janine's shoulder and say, you can do it, I believe in you, then <laughs> yes. I, will, I will let you add parental. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit creepy, but you know, <laughs> I suppose helicopter parental. Do it properly or we'll all be ashamed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Take two dice away. Just kidding. I'm a joker as well. All right, here we go. How would zero? (laughs) All right. So gain a drum. Because you're gain a drum point. Well, there you go. That's that's something. Having Captain Sexton kind of 
breathing over my shoulder the entire time. I was just, oh, not that. It's really off-putting. Right. I can't say that because he's the captain. Just think it. <laughs> helped Captain Sexton. Helped. You gain a drama point as well because you helped with the role and you also failed. So you get an extra drama point. So Janine, you do a quick scan of the room and you look around and, and everything looks, pardon the stereotype, ship shape. Doesn't look like there's any signs of security breaches. Everything looks completely normal. Now we step on over to Vistabo. Would my academy training, I have enhanced senses as well. I don't know if because I'm using a device. I don't think that would necessarily work with that. Um, it might. It okay. might. I would allow both of those things. Okay. Diagnostics. So I'm going to use one of my drama points already. I only have okay. one to add an extra die in. Okay. Ooh. All right. Here I go. Don't forget you get plus one because the captain is... Oh, right. I've got three successes. Ooh. Okay. So you do a quick scan of the room. Once again, from an engineering perspective, everything seems to be perfectly ordinary. Nothing seems to be wrong, but you do register a trace amount of an organic compound from inside the Commodore's nightstand. Hmm. Brrr, Captain, I register some kind of organic compound right on the nightstand here. Hypothesis? Insufficient information at this point. If I know Rhonda, it won't be legal. Wait, wait, no, it's the legal part. <laughs> wait, why is it? Why does the Commodore have a legal sub substance going on? She's probably smoking dope or something. That's a character okay. turn I didn't expect, but okay. <laughs> Illegal, Captain? Only in the most fun of senses. I see. Nothing to worry about. Now let's see if we can find this person. Does anyone um, here have any bright ideas? Can I sample the residue to, fi to find maybe do a oh, further yeah. <laughs> further uh, analysis? Excellent idea. You run it through your tricorder. Mm -hmm. You discover that it is residue of a pharmaceutical called Zordrazine, which is used in mitigating some of, well, in, in numerous diseases, but uh, most famously uh, in mitigating the symptoms of Clark's syndrome. I relate that information to everyone. Hmm. We know about Clark's syndrome. It is a progressive degenerative disorder of the human brain. Symptoms include hallucinations and in the terminal stage, severe pain. It is listed as fatal and incurable. Oh, dear Rhonda. Should we uh, maybe investigate the her office? Is it an office? Yeah. yeah. She's probably just there. Very well. Hiding <laughs> <laughs> under a desk. <laughs> they, 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 they were like, we can't find her. <laughs> He was just having a breakfast. Lieutenant <laughs> Memes uh, uh, is perfectly content to show you over to the Commodore's office. You take a walk across the promenade where you see several of the, I guess, merchants of Starbase 5 uh, setting up shop for the morning. And then there are various uh, Starfleet personnel milling about, as well as some non-fleet-affiliated traders and shippers and that sort of thing. You notice that one of the Starbase personnel is picking up a lot of what looks like wilted flower petals off the ground and shoving them into a recycler that is belted on his waist. Hmm. Lieutenant Memes takes you to the office and it is, of course, spick and span with a view screen that looks out into the stars. The Commodore's little tchotchkes and whatnot are on a little shelf. The desk is perfectly neat. Everything seems to be in order, at least on a superficial appearance. Well, I assume we, Memes waits outside. He does. He says, uh, it's all yours. And he goes outside and stands in front of the door. Let's have the same again, Vistabo. And 
Janine? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes. You better check the uh, the computers and everything and what have you. Is there a, is there some sort of computer terminal? Yes, there is. Okay. I will have a little scout round using my security training and my uh, I'm feeling less cocky today. <laughs> and I'm going to be applying academy standard uh, uh, training trait uh, trait to this and hoping the captain doesn't breathe down my neck again. <laughs> all right. All right. So, you still got the plus uh, one die because she's there. Okay. I reckon I make that four dice. All right. Do I want to spend? No, I'm not going to spend a drum point. Four dice. Nuts. Nothing. <sighs> All right. You gain a drama point. This room yes. is perfectly secure. Nothing terrible has happened in it. Yes, this mm-hmm. room is You're starting to get a little secure. frustrated how normal everything is. <laughs> I'm going to go and find that person with the petals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a checkoff gun if ever one. I'll do a scan. <laughs> Ooh, three again. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Very good. Vistabo. So what specifically are you looking for there, Vistabo? Anything that shouldn't be there. Anything that would be unusual. You're All starting right. to think maybe that's me. <laughs> <laughs> you and Janine do a thorough sweep of the office, and you find absolutely nothing out of the ordinary. Nothing's been taken or moved or forced or broken. The most suspicious result of all. We've often found... <laughs> Can we access security cameras or tracking cameras that they probably have? Sure. Could try to access it here from the Commodore's terminal. Very good. Let's go for uh, the quarters. I feel that's a more suspicious place. Okay, so I'm going to try and log on to their system to try and access using my security clearance codes to access view screen terminology they because they have built into most of these systems well they use uh, a double uh, crystalline scanning system to detect any movement which activates positronic and holographic camera detectors <laughs> that record onto temporary organic dna crystalline matrices <laughs> you can add two dice to your pool. Wow. Wow. <laughs> he fell for it. Um, <laughs> so I reckon that's two dice for that. One for being me, uh, one for security, one for academy training. How's that sound? That sounds fine. And I'm going to spend one of these many drama points I've accumulated for all my failure. Try and make up for it because I'm, I'm starting to feel embarrassed that, you know... I believe in you. This is, you this can is do it. It's going to be your, your time to shine. It is. Yes. Three successes. Ooh. Right. So you are a past master of all things security related. So you sit down on the Commodore's <laughs> terminal. Yes, it type frantically. And uh, a few moments later, you have accessed the... Um, that stuff, yeah. Yes. The, <laughs> the DNA crystalline matrix cameras in the Commodore's quarters. Ooh, you can see... Pervy. Uh, I'm assuming uh, they'd just be in the corridor, but no, they've got them in the quarters as well. That's Commodore's yeah. fear. Actually, no, it would be in the quarters. That is that is pervy. I'm bad, Jeff. <laughs> so, yes, you've gone back as far as yesterday morning. You see the Commodore coming out early in the morning, on presumably on her way to uh, her post. And you can see her coming back kind of in a hurry uh, at the end of her post. And shortly after she has returned to her cabin, 
you see a blue-green skinned woman in a sort of rainbow print, shimmery polyester kind of gown <laughs> arrive at the captain's door and enter the Commodore's door and enter and then the two of them leave about half an hour later. Oh, I've missed these Ooh. TOS costumes. <laughs> 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 Wonderful. And how does she look health-wise? Uh, the Commodore, she looks fine mm. as far as you can tell from the camera. They leave into the corridor, did you say? Yes. Heading in which direction do we know? She goes out of her room and to the right which seems like, based on your, your brief knowledge of this uh, space station, uh, would not lead her to the promenade where all of the people are, but would eventually take her to the uh, transporter pads or the shuttle bays. Mm. Mm. I suggest mm. we go to the transporter pads and find out where people have been transported to recently. Brrr, Captain, who is this mysterious woman? Indeed. Perhaps there... we can find more camera footage. What do you suggest? There might be some records of her coming on board. Indeed, which we could find there. Could I troll the um, the manifest? Mm. Is there such a thing, Gif? There is, yes. Uh, you can do that can find out who she is. automatically because you're already in the security system and that's pretty easy to access. You, know, uh, you discover that there are several, several Starfleet ships, including the Arcata, the Excelsior and the Ramses, uh, several small trading vessels, and some ship that is registered to something called a Star Nomad. Ooh. Is there any reference to the personnel? Particularly yes. blue skinned people. What would a blue skinned person be? The alien of the week. I don't know that. <laughs> I mean, he's not an Andorian, so. <laughs> you do find that a woman whose uh, photo in the security system matches the picture you found on the security cameras is uh, Dr. Adana Ulan, who is the, who lists her profession as Star Sage. Oh. She apparently is the captain, you guess, of the Star Nomad. Star Sage? How odd. An advisor? Astrologer, more like. Is that ship still on the station? It is not. It departed last evening. Mm. Dun, dun, Does it dun. have anything in its manifest or in the records about where it was going? Or who was uh, on board? It lists the other passengers. There's about 12 or 13 of them, and all of them listed as their profession, Star Nomad. It has a, a heading of where they departed from the station, but does not have a destination listed. Mm. Well, they are nice. apparently going towards uninhabited and, from what you can tell, uncharted space. Should we um, go and check out the um, docking area just to verify that Rhonda boarded this ship? It seems or likely. She did. There may be security footage there. There should be security cameras in the hangar. We could see if the Commodore actually left on the ship. It might be easier if we went down there. And, actually and we'll also we could... go down there. <laughs> Very well. <laughs> to the hangar. All right. Uh, Lieutenant Meme, seeing that you have finished with the office, agrees to take you down to the hangar bay. And he says, this is uh, one of three hangar bays on the station. These, uh, this usually contains shuttlecraft from the ships that are in orbit that are that are staying here for a while. As you can see, traffic is fairly brisk. Uh, I don't know what you're expecting to find here, but of course, you, you have free access to the place if you need it. And if you have any questions, just let me know. 
Do you have any knowledge of space nomads? He rolls his eyes. He says, I I do, in fact. There was a bunch of uh, those people here a couple days ago. I think they left yesterday. They're uh, a fringe religious group. They're very happy and very open, and they seek ascension, and they like throwing around flowers. We've been spending mm. all day picking them out of the computer terminals and such like. I think we need to investigate these flowers. Captain, it sounds like space hippies. Ah! Uh. Oh, we need to follow them. There may be music. (laughs) (laughs) We reach. We reach. So security footage. We find the where the um, star nomad, no star nomad ship, was docked. He talks to one of the uh, people who is overseeing the shuttle area, and he says, yes, their shuttle was right over here. And he points. And you can see yet another maintenance personnel walking around tossing flower petals into a recycler on his belt hmm. and grumbling. Hmm. He says they were, they were here. They left uh, at about 20, 100 hours last night, perhaps, give or take. Can we speak to anybody that was actually on the, was there uh, at the time? Were you there at the time? I, I wasn't. Uh, that would be the, uh, the second shift. I could, I could get someone up here if you would like. We uh, can, yeah. yes, unless we can just pull the footage and find out if she went on the ship. If who went on the ship, says oh, the old man. Yeah. <laughs> the Commodore. I don't, I don't see why the Commodore would go on the ship but um let me let me call up someone from second shift and i will see if i can access those records for you thank you thank you a few minutes later a bleary-eyed tellerite comes stomping (laughs) out of the elevator walks up to you and squints up at you and says yes how may i be of assistance captain thank you for coming here your services are needed to tell us if commodore ronda did go onto the ship with the space nomads well, that seems very unlikely, but if you'll, he just sort of pushes past you and goes over to the control panel. But if you let me look here, hold on one moment. He starts. <laughs> a few minutes later, he squints down at the screen and he says, oh, well, this is very odd. And he points and sure enough, there is footage of the fancy lady in the rainbow colored polyester dress mm-hmm. getting on this very garishly painted shuttlecraft and coming up behind her wearing a sort of floral wrap around her Starfleet uniform is Commodore Ingram. Mm. That's not good at all. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. That's the Tellarite. Very concerned. (laughs) (laughs) Looking for advice, of course, but what I suggest we do is to follow any kind of vapor trails that we can find in our ship whilst also analyzing the flowers. Oh, the flowers. Hmm. Maybe they had some kind of narcotic or suggestive effect on her. It would seem likely. I'll find, uh, obviously, these petals seem to be around. I'm going to grab one and get a sample of it. Okay. Yeah, you can easily pick a few up. The the maintenance worker who is who is picking things out of the grates with tweezers looks at you somewhat gratefully as you stoop to help. As an engineer, do is there any way that I'm aware of that we could be able to track this vehicle, or are we going to need to try and talk to people to see if anybody knows where they might have gone? The Tellerite says, well, their departure coordinates were logged, of course. Uh, you could probably try following along that, um, along that trajectory and see if you find them. Also, he says, peering up at you, 
it seems as though their ion drive was, uh, well, it was badly in need of service, so there might be some sort of particle trail you could pick up on. An ion trail. You've been incredibly helpful. Thank you. Uh, You're welcome, Captain. (laughs) May I be dismissed? Indeed. Please enjoy a good night's sleep. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Shuffles back. Grab those flowers to the sparkle and shine. Yes, Captain. <laughs> very, very impressed with your quick deductive work. Escorts you back to the, the transporter and you beam back aboard the sparkling shot. All right, set course. I'm going to go ahead and take the data about their ion drive that I got from the uh, Tellarite and try to chart a course to follow this ionic trail. Put together a dice gonna... pool. Okay. You just got one success there. All right. So both of you gain a drama point. Ooh. You uh, take the ship out and you start following the ion particulate trail as it vanishes off into uncharted space. And you follow it for, I would say, a couple of hours before the computer loses the trail, leaving you amidst the blackness of space without a lead. Mm, this DeBoer, we're relying on you to catch the Ion Trail to find a way to particulate a general consumption of the Ion Trail left by the ship. Can you do it? Perhaps I can realign the proton fusion harmonic array. An extra die. <laughs> <laughs> do I lose them? Um, do I spend a drama point when I help someone? No. You do not so spend I a drama point when you help someone. I still uh, have the full amount that I've been given. You right? do, yes, yeah. which you can use to uh, buff up Vistabo's rolls if you would like. Okay. All right. Let's do that. We're lost if we don't get this, aren't we? We're All right, here we go. A bit screwed. Ooh, four. Ooh. Two sixes and a, two fives. Bravo. That's pretty good. Okay. You are trying like heck to get this... Uh, to get the uh, sensors recalibrated so you can scan for this ion stream that you've been following. You manage to do so. You're like, oh, there it is. And you continue. And as you are re-engaging your warp drive to follow after the the ship of space hippies, Janine, you notice that there is a general distress call coming through on the comms. Oh, no. A distress call from where? It looks like, according to the ship's transponder, that it is from the Star Nomad. Captain! Yes? General Disgrace School coming in from the Star Nomad ahead. We have a good budget this week, so it is a video <laughs> message. <laughs> Put it on screen. Please do, Jimmy. I relay it directly onto the screen, whilst at the same time trying to make sure I can trace its origins. You do all of that, you put it on screen, and you see the woman that you have spied before on the security cameras... Uh, her makeup's looking a little runny and she looks a little haggard, but otherwise uh, she seems to be commanding alert and she says, attention all ships, this is the Star Nomad. We have blown our warp drive engine and our derelict in space. We have funds for repairs. If you are willing to repair our warp drive, we would be very grateful. And then the message repeats. Can we attempt to hail the Nomad? Certainly. This is Captain Sexton of the USS Sparkle and Shine. Doodly doodly doodly. Uh, Captain, this is Dr. Adina Ulan of the uh, Star Nomad. Thank you for answering our distress signal so quickly. You're most welcome. Please do go on. 
we have a, a ship with a retrofitted warp drive, and it seems as though some of our induction coils have blown, and we were hoping that we could get a replacement or, failing that, a uh, transport to our destination. We have someone here who's expert at repairing virtually any ship. Oh, that's that's wonderful. We'll Thank help you. in any way we can. One uh, moment, I, I, please. Captain... They're not aware that we know that the Commodore is on board. We should take advantage of that. I agree. Resume, Resume communica yeah. communication. Sorry, Captain. What was that? I didn't quite catch it. A loss of connection there. Apologies. May we have your permission to beam over? Yes, of course. Um, here's our coordinates right now. We, we will obviously be here waiting for you to arrive. Thank you so much. And as she signs off, she says, May Deposaur bless you, Captain. Boop. <laughs> what a stroke of luck, guys! <laughs> when we get close, can I scan their ship for any kind of weaponry? You certainly can. It does not take you very long to catch up with the Star Nomad. It appears to be derelict in space. And Janine, you may make that beautiful role. I am just on this with uh, being alert to danger. This is what I need to do for the ship. This is what I need to do for my captain. I'm so, still so desperate to impress. Two successes. Two successes. Yes. yes. I knew you could. You do a full scan of the ship. There are no armaments. And other than the fact that this thing is so old and so poorly maintained that it is itself a safety hazard, <laughs> <laughs> it does not seem dangerous in any way. Captain Sexton, there appears to be no armaments. Not in a good condition. So I do not recommend that you transport over to the ship. It's, it's not safe. Very interesting caution there. Of course, I will be coming as it's the best friends gang. Yes. Thanks Captain. anyway. But I do have concerns about eating or drinking anything while we're there. Yes. There does seem to be some intoxication perhaps involved. Oh, I never did my scans or had medical do the scans on the... the on the flowers! The flowers. Did you send the flowers down to medical? Yeah. You get a call from uh, Ensign Ricardo. Captain, this is Ricardo! <laughs> We finished the scans of the flower petals. They're, they're flowers from, from Andoria. There's no other strange properties or hallucinogenics or any of those things he was worried about. Merely flowers. Hmm. I don't believe it. I'm going to make sure that we, we go with our own food supplies and some extra big guns. Very good. Well, that was my report. Thank you, Captain. Thanks for nothing. You're welcome. I mean, thank you. <laughs> right. Well, that was a waste of time, wasn't it? Now we're just going to have to go there and find out what's happening. You beam on over. You are rather surprised by the hanging gossamery curtains and garish colors oh. of the Star Nomad. Uh, many of the walls are taken up by complicated murals that show constellations. A uh, transporter officer is a gentleman in sort of a day glow orange uh, loincloth and vest. Wow. And he says, <laughs> welcome. Welcome to the Star Nomad. I don't approve. I'm very <laughs> Thank you for your welcome. We're happy to be here. We're very happy to have you. May we have a tour? Deposaur be praised. We were sure that our pilgrimage would be doomed, but then you answered the call. Please, right this way, I will take you to engineering. Deposaur, eh? Who is this Deposaur? He is our divinity who speaks to us from far beyond the star. We are going on pilgrimage to the holy place in space where he resides. What does he ask you to do there? He is going to give us great wisdom and help us ascend to the next level of insight. Mm. And then we will return and bring our enhanced wisdom 
to others. Well, that sounds exhilarating, mm. doesn't it? What, what might you have to sacrifice to achieve this? There's not much in the way of sacrifice. There are certain doctrines that we must follow, certain taboos, but mostly we are just cleansing and purifying ourselves for the enlightenment that is to come. Let's carry on with our All right. mission Let's to do assist. It. He takes you to the turbo lift and brings you to engineering. Vistabo, this engineering section is a nightmare of like sparking wires and bypasses and chair. <laughs> yes, basically. And Jerry, and he says, yes, over over here are the induction coils that have burned out. Uh, perhaps you have replacements. Mm, I imagine that would take quite some time to work up, wouldn't it? It would take me a long time, Captain, to get this fixed. Maybe two or three hours? <laughs> oh, that's not so bad at all. <laughs> not, not a problem. It just seems like I might have to reroute the primary torsal manifold. I will leave you to it then. Great. <laughs> leave right. me to it. Yeah, I'll figure out what's going on here, but I'm going to try and get the captain uh, aside. So, Captain, mm. what should we do? I'm calling a conference. Yeah. Everybody gets a drama point. Oh. <laughs> you huddle behind a slightly charred bank of blinky lights. I'm very reluctant to miss out on cocktail hour if they're offering one. <laughs> Are we determined not to drink anything while we're here? Captain, we should not imbibe in anything whilst we're on the vessel. I do not trust them slightly. Very well. I could be fixing the engines down in engineering and perhaps snoop around a bit while you and Janine uh, speak to the captain. And what will you be looking for? The Commodore. Just snooping around? Yeah, I'll just- Generally on the ship. I'll snoop around through the ship. I can be very sneaky at times. Well, I know that. Is that your forte? Well, I have uh, that... predatorial instincts that help me be stealthy. Slinky. <laughs> <laughs> You haven't been on shore leave with Mr. Bo, have you, Janine? <laughs> Very well. Janine, let's talk to the captain. While they're doing that, I'm, I'll have engineering beam over some supplies for me, whatever okay. I think I need. And then I'll, I will start kind of putting things together, but cut to me later sneaking around. Captain Sexton and Janine, you have taken the turbo lift up to the bridge of the Star Nomad. So you step out onto the bridge of the ship and you see that fancily dressed lady sitting in the, the captain's chair. And there are several other garishly dressed, mostly young people filling out the other essential stations. And she stands up, comes over and says, oh, Captain Sexton, it's lovely to meet you in person. Thank you so much for replying to our uh, distress call. And from what I've been told, we will be up and running again in only a few hours, which is wonderful because that will give us plenty of time to get to our destination. Excellent. We're happy to help. We are very interested in meeting the rest of the crew. We are in an unusual vessel, an unusual group. We're here to learn. Oh, you would like to, to learn? Well, we are happy to teach. And the, the three people at various consoles turn around and smile at you, sort of <laughs> welcomingly, but also expectantly. <laughs> uh oh, we're going to get a speech. <laughs> she says, well, I'm sure you've heard of, of Depesor, Depesior, now that you have been on the ship for a little bit. He is a divine being who lives out in deep space. Some people call him the Star Angel. He spoke to me in dreams and gave me powers and gave me a mission. Powers? And so I have been slowly spreading his word to any ears that would hear. And the uh, people all around the bridge are like, praise to PZR. And they clench their fists together and bow their heads. And mm. it, uh, it's all sort of robotic and kind of off-putting. <laughs> <laughs> have you had any recent converts? A, a few here and there. 
we sometimes pick up one or two interested people. The Peace Yours Way is not for everyone just yet, but once we meet with him and exchange wisdom, we will have the truth that we can spread to all. Hmm. Janine, do you have any questions? Where exactly is Depizio? Oh, well, we could show you. She says, uh, on screen. And so one of her little religious followers turns and starts typing in the computer. And you see on the view screen, it's basically a trajectory showing the Star Nomad flying basically into an empty pocket of deep space that is not near anything at all. Hmm. This is Depizio's tabernacle here. And she circles a part of the deep space that is where we are going to speak to him and receive his wisdom what do you expect to happen there she says well as he has communicated with all of us and they do the the, the bowing and the praising again <laughs> he has asked us to gather and then he will bless us with his great insight and ascend us beyond our mortal consciousness so that we can see and understand his wondrous plan and I am hoping that my my gifts will be uh, increased in power and scope so that I can bring the miracle of our Lord to all. Mm. Your gifts? What gifts? Tell us about your powers and gifts. She says, well, I may speak to our Lord, my thoughts to his thoughts. And I have also been given the gift of the healing hands. She says, if you have an affliction, I could cure you. And show you Depizior's power. Sounds very attractive to potential followers, I must say. It Especially is. Especially those who are ill. Mm -hmm. says, she says, that's true. She says, yes, it is a great gift. One that I have blessed with too many ill people that I have met on my long journey to the tabernacle. Might we meet some of these new converts? She says, yes, of course, you, you may meet newcomers. Uh, if you like, I will have them come up to the bridge to speak with you and you could hear their stories. And perhaps you yourselves might find your hearts opening to the wisdom of Depezior. Very well, please do. She's very good. And she goes over to a console and says, yes, yes. Could you please send Naga up here, please? Yes. Uh, yes, I would like our Federation guest to speak with him. Thank you so much. Meanwhile, in engineering. Mm -hmm. All right. Vistabo is going to use this opportunity to try and be sneaky. Okay. Academy training part of being sneaky? Are they sure. trained in the academy to be sneaky? I don't know if that... You are, you are trained to sneak around enemy ships. All right. There's, uh, that's a whole elective. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> My enhanced senses to make sure I, I don't surprise anyone and I am not surprised by anybody. Mm -hmm. And if anybody does show up, I've got cat-like reflexes to dart out of the way. Just for the, the person for the job, aren't you? Yeah. And I'm also show off. Uh, very, <laughs> very sad. cunning. So I can uh, use my engineering skills to maybe create distractions, you know, make a, a panel down the hall light up and distract somebody else that's on the ship or walking down one of the halls. How's that? <laughs> that sounds great. Chancer. All right. Bought himself five dice. Five dice. Dice. Ooh. Three successes. All right. You leave the damaged warp drive behind and go skulking throughout the lower decks of the Star Nomad. You do not see all that many people down here, even though it is not a very big ship. Perhaps they're elsewhere. 
-hmm. At one point, you pass by a room where it looks like an Orion man mm -hmm. is kneeling and praying to some sort of altar, and you deftly step past mm -hmm. and keep going. And then you come to the main door of the cargo bay of the ship, which is open. And there is a, a woman in sort of a flowery scarf praying uh, in between two large uh, cargo bins. Is it, not, is it the Commodore? Do I recognize? Uh, you're pretty sure that it is. I'm going to go and risk this and sneak up to her. Very carefully move until you are standing behind the Commodore. She is kneeling and praying to uh, Depizior and asking for wisdom and insight and is also offering gratitude for her health and continued life. Commodore? She stops, flinches, turns around, and she says, Starfleet, what are you doing here? Looking for you. You vanished off the start base. I left a, a message. Did they not find my message? She, she stands up abruptly. She says, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I've just decided. She says, I, I've had a revelation, and I am going with these people. Uh... You didn't file any kind of uh, resignation? It was in the letter. I, I put it in, in my secure <laughs> files. Did no one see it? No, nobody saw it. We did a thorough investigation. She, she says, oh. Uh, Very thorough. Oh, dear. Uh, uh, she says, well, listen, I'm, I'm fine. Everything is fine. Well, ev everything isn't fine. This ship is heavily damaged. She says, oh, are you the ones who answered the distress call? You're, you're fixing the ship. Yes. She says, oh, that's great. That is so great. I am so glad. I definitely want to get to the tabernacle, and thank you so much for for assisting. She says, listen, I know that it is your duty to be concerned about me, but I'm telling you that I'm fine. I'm going to give her a little tricorder scan <laughs> okay. while she's talking. She just kind of glances at you as you go. Uh, do, do I need to make a roll for this? Yeah, let's, let's make it a roll. Let's okay. make it a roll for fun. So that's only three dice. I'm going to go ahead and spend one of my drama points to get an extra die. Okay. You know what? I'll spend... Can I spend more than one? Yeah. Okay. I'll spend all of my drama points, which is two. Okay. Five dice. Okay. Nice. Uh, three successes. She says, "I. what are you doing? There's um, no need for that. You check your tricorder results, and she comes across as a perfectly healthy uh, woman, don't detect any signs of any hypnotics or other right. drugs or whatever in her system. All right. Do we worry about consent when it comes to these drugs? Well, I, th I thought she might be, you know, being mind controlled. Is so, is there a consent form that they had to sign? If she's mind controlled, consent's not going to be a thing. It's not intrusive. This scan, you know, it's just the these vibes. are the, the the results her body's giving up. So I'm just going to go on my communicator and call the captain really quick. All right. Meanwhile, back on the bridge, you meet up with Naga, this older purple-haired man in kind of an iridescent green toga who is who is telling you that he had a degenerative eye disorder that medical science could not cure. And he says, oh, yes, but I was, my hope was gone. And I thought my, you know, my life was over and I would have to really rethink my career and everything. But he says, but then, then she came and he looks rapturously over at Dr. Adada and says, and, and with the, the gift of Depizior, she restored my sight. I could see again. And, and I thought, well, I'm going to need to learn more about this faith and, and work to, uh, I suppose, pay off the gratitude that I feel 
for having my eyesight back and mm. being able to to continue on to see the galaxy and to do great things and to help all life forms everywhere. It seems to have really turned your life around. Very in- inspiring for you. I wonder if you have any concerns about what risk or what sacrifice you'll need to pay this off. I don't think that there's any danger at all. I don't know why you keep asking me questions like that. He says, we are going to go to the tabernacle. We were called there. And appease your will give us great insight and help us to ascend. Says your communicator. Uh, Captain? It's Vistable. Vistable? Found the Commodore. She's all right. Oh. Uh, and doesn't seem to be an, under any kind of mind control. She said that she had left a message that she was leaving the station, which seems odd mm. that we didn't find any message, but she seems to be all right. We'll be right there. Naga looks at you quizzically, and Dr. Adana says, Captain, is everything all right? Is, is our engine okay? Seems to be a need for a little more assistance in the engine room, which we can certainly provide having worked as a team for so long. She says, well, then I will, thank you, I will leave you to it. Thank you. So we go down to where you are. Yeah. Yes, a few minutes later, you are all in the hold of the Star Nomad with Commodore Ingram, who is who is like, there, there's more. She says, I, I, I assure you, everything <laughs> is fine. <laughs> No, you don't have to be so suspicious, Lieutenant. I am here of my own free will. <laughs> you look very well, Rhonda. I, oh, oh my goodness. Ray, how are you? Uh, it's so good to see you. I am. I'm feeling better than I have in a long time. We're here to help with the ship, as you know. Yes. And I'm, I'm thrilled I, that, you're, that you're looking so well. Do have some questions, though. We've been hearing about this... Um, ascending to another plane of existence, something like that. What do you think that means? And she says, well, as uh, as Adana tells it, we have all been gifted with insight from this Depezior, and we are going to go to this tabernacle in deep space. As a result of our, of our holy pilgrimage and our prayers and our fasting, he's going to give us this divine wisdom, this greater insight, and allow us to ascend to the next level, to become more evolved. She says, honestly, I'm sure he's not a god, but he's probably some kind of very advanced alien being. And that sort of the, the knowledge that he could provide could revolutionize life as we know it in the galaxy. We could maybe find a way to peacefully end the war with the, the Klingons and with the Romulans and take down our borders on the neutral zone and just live in peace. And I think that's, as, as Starfleet, you understand that that's something that we all aspire to. Those are some very lofty goals, Rhonda, and admiral, but perhaps quite a stretch. Well, I don't know. You're supposed to have a desk job now, not, not doing any of the dangerous stuff. I resigned. I think I've been showed a new path and my, my place is here. And I, you know, I'm going to help, uh, you know, as, as someone who's a bit more secular, I'm going to help gain this wisdom and then give it out to other species in the Federation and beyond. She says, I don't understand. She says, I'm an adult woman. This is my mm-hmm. decision. No one is forcing my hand. I just wish that you would um, respect that. Uh... Of course we do. We just need to keep working on fixing the ship. Yes. We'll be checking in with you later. Oh, mm-hmm. well, very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for understanding. And, you know, it's not too late for the three of you or anybody else on 
on the sparkle and shine that wants to join. <laughs> Thank I you. am we, sure. We just don't have time would... for this conversation right now, but perhaps we'll I... pick it up later. Yeah. All right. Of course. Of course. I will. I will let you. Let's call a conference. Call it a conference. Crown I will point. let you call do that. Conference. You you call a conference back in engineering. <laughs> What's going down, everyone? How far away are we from the tabernacle? Do we, we think? Yeah, should we just go there? A couple of hours at warp five. But these guys can't. No. Oh yeah. Should we go there? Yeah. Without them, and see if we can get any information without we them. We could take them with us, Captain. Mm. Offer them a ride. We can get them there much faster, and then we could observe what's going on. If there is an alien species, I know you know the Commodore, but does this seem like her normal kind of behavior? Or is... Back in her youth, she had a few suggestible months once, <laughs> but she's pretty much straightened out since then. <laughs> All right. Well, she did it. She had a phase. She had a phase. We could try and hack their computers and see what if there's any dirt that we can dig up. Because obviously, as a as a security person, I'm seeing threats everywhere. <laughs> so their their computer network is completely not secure. It is badly disorganized, however. But you you managed to to go through it without much difficulty. It seems to you that virtually everyone on the ship who is listed in the record, you can tell well-educated, more or less person, accomplished in their fields. There's scientists and scholars and, and all that sort of thing. Based on these records, Dr. Adana Ulan is, in fact, a medical doctor, has been keeping extensive medical logs on each of her uh, supporters slash cultists slash crew, whatever you want to call mm -hmm. them to ensure that the debilitating, debilitating conditions that they all had that she fixed, fixed has not returned. And she mentions in the uh, entry for Rudan Inara, who is Rhonda Ingram, that as of right now, her Clark's syndrome is in complete remission and hopefully will remain so. Is there any indication of how this takes place? Great mention of the healing hands. And you go through Dr... Adana's own records, and you see that she was at Starfleet Medical and was on the fringe of some uh, rejuvenative research that would help with degenerative diseases. And then apparently there is an entry in her medical log that discusses how one night she gained the ability to heal by touching people, just by laying hands on them. And that was when she started to communicate with this depezior there's a very long thing about how relieved she was that she was able to do this after all this work and and hope because she had all these patients who were very sick and dying of these diseases that no one can as of yet cure. Seems very odd, Captain. Yes, how she would suddenly gain these powers. Perhaps it's some kind of entity that has given her this ability, but but why? To what end? I presume it's going to use these cultists as fuel. When we get there, oh, it's, they're going to be killed, right? I would have thought. You're, you're a suspicious mind. <laughs> I've read a lot of records of previous Starfleet missions of this nature. They're very capricious, these hyper-intelligent, powerful beings as well. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Unless she is Depezior, and when we get there, she will become more powerful and kill them herself there's got to be some real danger here but i, I feel able to take. <laughs> the only way that we're going to be able to get any answers is, is by going let's go there you think we should take them with us 
Hmm. Retractor beam them. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, easily. You Keep can them easily separate. give them a toast. Well, why don't we tell them that the the engines need to be overhauled completely, and that we will get them to where they're going? Yeah, that will make sense. Yeah. So you return to the bridge where you talk to Doctor Adana, explain this to her, and she says, "Oh, that would be most acceptable. Thank you so much." And you can see the wisdom of Depizior for yourself, and perhaps. Perhaps you are pilgrims on this journey too, and you do not yet realize it. Praise Depizio. Yes, praise yeah. Depizio. Everybody in, uh, on the bridge goes, mm. And the more songs you can prepare for when we get there, the better. She says, Oh, we have so many songs. <laughs> They're so wonderful. <laughs> Should we stay on the uh, Star Nomad? No. What, one of us? Or... No, please, no. Oh, you're worried. <laughs> I don't want to be alone with these people. Yeah. I like them. Mr. Bo, are you afraid? I am cautious. <laughs> Might but, we not have more control over them if we invite them aboard for a banquet of some sort? Whilst also tractoring their ship? Yeah. Then we can observe them. What do you think, security? Janine? That's a fantastic idea, Captain. I think... <laughs> I think it would be a good idea to invite these potentially dangerous people onto the ship. <laughs> Do you have an alternative suggestion? Just leave no, them no, on their own. No, no, it's a good idea. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> and then have, have, so have the aggressive. security <laughs> standing by. Yeah, get a couple of people standing in the corridor, that'll do. That always works. <laughs> We've been practicing mingling. It's good. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Get that Tellerite as well. I love him. I do love the Tellerite. Yeah. <laughs> so you are going to invite them all onto the Sparkle and Shine? Yes. They are extremely grateful and excited for the opportunity to join you on your your starship. We'll get them to do a couple of cabaret numbers to keep them distracted. They actually start walking to the uh, transporter room with all of their instruments yes. and three-stringed like hoop <laughs> guitar thing and weird-shaped flutes and whatever, and as you beam back to the Sparkle and Shine, they process out of the transporter room to the banquet hall, playing and singing. I'm talking about you. I'm talking about me. Long time back when the galaxy was new. And several curious crew members sick their heads out of Not bad. The Commodore is last in line and she she does not have an instrument to play, but she she claps along mm-hmm. in time. Security, I'll make sure that security is you know, we're we're all on mingle duty. Yes. Uh, everyone's yes. Uh, we're all being very casual. And, what, and would you recommend shields? We don't know what we're dealing with here. What do you think we should go in with? Uh, as we approach, we should definitely have our shields up. Long range scans and uh, we'll see what we can find out as we approach the tabernacle. We have called ahead to prepare a little banquet out of the replicators. And all mm-hmm. of the star nomads are hanging out in the banquet uh, area, playing and singing and tossing rose petals around and trying to indoctrinate your fellow crew members 
into their new religion. Mm -hmm. uh, the security personnel are not having it. <laughs> Commodore Ingram seems to know... talking to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Commodore Ingram seems to know what's going on because she knows all of the Starfleet protocol. So she's a little wary about all the precautions you're taking, but she's, you know, quietly enjoying a drink in the corner and whatever. While you are there, Captain, you get a doot 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 from the bridge. This is Captain Six. This is Lieutenant Greg, Captain. Per your instruction, we have slowed impulse power as we approach the so-called tabernacle. I just wanted to let you know that uh, long-range sensors have detected a surge of energy from somewhere at the terminus of our flight path. It seems to be growing exponentially, mm. Captain. Oh, dear. Any impact so far on the ship? Uh, no, no impact. Uh, it is just It just seems to be a source of energy that is getting steadily powerful. And you hear some in the background and, and and lieutenant greg says captain i'm sorry we now have the energy is now broadcasting in the visual spectrum we can see light emanating from our the terminus of our destination it appears to be getting increasingly bright does it look like a man with a beard no captain we cannot confirm a beard nope. uh, or a, indeed a person <laughs> And you hear someone in the background saying, what do you see? saying radiation levels increasing. I, I, I think we need to be on the deck, don't we? Should we invite Commodore, and the, Commodore and the captain to the bridge? Yeah, that'll be a good final yes. scene. So yeah. you, <laughs> but the rest, talk to stay Dr. with uh, security, having <laughs> canapes, <laughs> in inverted commas. You extend an invitation to uh, Commodore Ingram and Dr. Adana, and Dr. Adana immediately turns and says, we are here! The Pizor has sensed our presence. He is awakening. And everyone goes, whoosh. And then you take a turbo <laughs> lift up to the bridge. Uh, when you get there, you can see that everyone on the bridge is on a heightened state of alert. The view screen is on, and you can see this glowing sphere of light out in space that is getting steadily brighter. And you can hear uh, one of the tactical officers saying, Captain, radiation levels seem to be increasing. We are in danger of deadly radiation rays in, in about 30 seconds. Can we do something to protect ourselves from the radiation? Can we modify the shield somehow? Yes, might be able to modify the shield. Because uh, I'm <laughs> sure if we uh, re reverb the uh, shield harmonics with the sensor array and flux that through some dilithium passbys, we can... Um, <laughs> Definitely reduce yes, the potential yes. radiation. Exactly that. Yes. Resynchronize the harmonic shift inverter. <laughs> yes. Just idea. like we did on planet Karanda. Yes. Two dice. So two dice for that. One yeah. for academy training. One <laughs> yes. for security. Yes. Uh, I'll use a doodad point. Okay. Uh, Vistabo, do you want to help with this? Since this is an engineering yeah. thing. Yes. You better right. do. Me too. Can I throw in my engineering yes. and I guess that's that? You can really... also throw in your academy training if you Oh, my academy yeah, training as well. As well. God, mm -hmm. how many dice is that? Seven dice. Yeah. One, two, three successes. All right. The two of you work frantically. It's like radiation levels climbing. Radiation levels reaching critical levels. The shields are holding. The shields are holding. Radiation levels dropping off. And everybody's like, yes. Excellent work. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Adana says, I, I'm, I'm surprised at all this radiation. Depezior said that we would not be harmed. What, what is happening? She says, Depezior, and she just shouts at the view screen. 
as if the view screen is going to respond. Yes. We are here! Your <laughs> pilgrims are here! We have come across the galaxy to meet you! Answer us! And there is this horrible brown note sort of sound that reverberates through the ship. And a very deep Ooh. voice Ooh. says, I am to please you. The doctor falls to her knees and Commodore is just kind of gradually getting down on her knees, looking around, not sure what to do. <laughs> and he says, Child, you have succeeded beyond my wildest dreams. So many life forms here with brain waves and life energy for me to devour. Called it, Rhonda. <laughs> no! No, you are supposed to help us to ascend. We are supposed to. He says, Oh, I must eat. Prepare yourselves to be a most delectable feast. Energy readings fluctuating inside of the sphere, Captain. I think it's trying to fire on us. Fire full force. Right, I'm going to let loose with all photon torpedoes maxed all right. out. Before I shoot them off, can I uh, sure they... Uh, the phase of the polarity shift the torpedoes are using is matched to the inverse of the energy flux that is coming in from Depezio. Yeah, cancel it out. Yes, you can, and two dice, because that's important. <laughs> right, eight dice. Should I spend a point and get another one? I think this might be important. I need right, more dice. I'm going to roll for the monster. So this time you Ooh. have to beat my... The success is I roll. I'm using Oof. a point of do dad. Right. Okay. Three Oof. and four ones. That's okay. Three successes. Okay, I rolled four. Do you want to spend drum points to make dice successes or re-roll dice? I've got plenty. I've still got six. So we could make them it's, successes. It's three points to make one yes, a success. Automatically. And then Maybe if you wanted, if we could, could we spend six total and make it five? Yeah. I'll, I'll donate my last one to this. I've donate my last one. That's two. So we need four from the captain. captain? Oh, just four from me. Yeah. yeah. Then I've still got two. All right. Two it's, left. Uh, two left. Okay, great. Um, Janine, you sit down at the weapons terminal and at the captain's orders, let fly with all phasers and photon torpedoes. <laughs> the special effects budget is completely spent. You are you, you <laughs> fire all weapons, all weapons free at this horrible entity in space. And it says, you. I hope devour doesn't mean something different in their language, guys. <laughs> he says, <laughs> no, I was inviting you for dinner. <laughs> no. <laughs> you bombard this creature and you hear the voice in your heads scream. Fools, all you do is satiate me with this energy. You cannot know what is happening. And one of the helmsmen turns around and says, Captain, I'm detecting a phase instability inside of the energy signature. It seems that Janine has uh, destabilizing its harmonics. It's collapsing in on itself. I knew that would happen. That's good, right? <laughs> yes, you did. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Will it be a dangerous explosion? Or is are we safe? We'll be fine. Um, the science officer turns to you and says, Captain, sensors indicate that the, uh, uh, the entity appears to be imploding. But we may wish to uh, move to minimum safe distance so that we are out of the wake of the implosion. 
Let's warp out of here. <laughs> Doctor Adon is like, no, no, this is this is wrong, wrong. You promised us, you promised, and you go to warp as the thing just goes, and then another close call, Captain. <laughs> Indeed. Now, how about those canopies? <laughs> And then cut to credit. <laughs> oh, it was beautiful. Thank you, Jen. <laughs> Loved it. So many classic tropes of yeah. TRS. <laughs> I randomly rolled this adventure on the adventure generator in the book. Oh, wow. So the results I'm posting in the chat. Mysterious religious group. A former high-ranking Federation member is on the run. The crew persuade. Wow. Oh, that's great. So that's part of the game is that you just, you've got a chart, you can roll some stuff and it gives you a basic structure for an episode. Yeah. Every one of the things on the chart is something from a original series episode. So if you roll right, you could, I was like, like, oh, this is very, very close to the way to Eden. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, that's fine. That's yeah. great. <laughs> well, actually we, we don't, but we did. <laughs> we did love it. Yeah. yeah. It was, it's a fun one. Well, I, Marty, thank you so much for taking the time out and playing with job. us. You are a delight as always. You saved our lives also. Yeah. Thank you. And you. MVP, really, I think, of the whole, the whole group. Can people get more information about Bo Boldly Go? Stop by my website at jeffquest.com. Or you can find me on Facebook at which and it's the Jeff Quest. Nice. Thank you so much, guys. And uh, hopefully Check it out. that was fun for you. Yes. How, how did it feel being in the captain's chair? I got into it. Yeah. I loved playing. <laughs> That's with great, you guys. And I really enjoyed the story. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think I would. I think I'd be do I thought I'd be doing it begrudgingly, but I really enjoy myself. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Yes. <laughs> Thank you all. And with that, I'm Chris Lackey. And I'm Rachel Lackey. And I'm Jeff Patel. And I'm Marty Jobson. And you've been listening to... Rachel Watch's Star Trek bonus content. Star Trek!